And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, lawmakers return to Capitol Hill here in January, and they'll have about eight legislative days to pass trillions in spending to avoid shutting down USDA and a handful of other agencies. It all comes down to interpreting a deal the one ousted House Speaker Kevin McCarthy made with President Biden last spring that formalized a top-line spending figure but had a handshake side deal for billions to soften cuts. New Speaker Mike Johnson says he wasn't part of that handshake deal and will only abide by the formal figure written into the Fiscal Responsibility Act. We're all hands on deck on the appropriations bills. As we know, we have looming deadlines, and, and we all agreed on that. But what we also agreed to was what's written in the law, and that's the FRA numbers on top line. Without a full agreement, funding runs out on January 19th for USDA, its food agencies, transportation, housing, and urban development, and veterans programs, followed on February 2nd by state, defense, commerce, labor, HHS, and others. But Senate Appropriations Chair Democrat Patty Murray lays the blame for any shutdown on Republicans. Three months into this current fiscal year, House Republicans want to pull the rug out from the rest of us and go back on their word and the deal that they cut. But Murray's reference to the deal includes the tens of billions in the Biden-McCarthy informal side agreement Johnson rejected. The speaker also refuses to do more short-term spending extensions and threatens to trigger automatic across-the-board cuts without agreement on individual agency spending bills by April 30th. Well, despite a drop in key operating costs, Robobank says contracted margins in 2023 will continue into the new year. Soybean farmers are likely to achieve good margins in the 2024 season, but corn farmers will feel their margins pressured by ample supply. Wheat margins are unlikely to see better margins despite declining costs. Trends are indicating that the markets are at a pivotal point. Robobank says uncertainty rises from factors like record Brazilian crops, more adequate crops in the U.S. and Europe, and expectations of another record crop in Brazil in 2024. Now, global domestic demand for key crops declined, which points to building stocks and lower prices. Weather challenges and geopolitical instability coupled with economic uncertainty prompt consideration of a risk premium in the market. Robobank says corn exhibits the least upside potential, with wheat presenting the highest upside potential. Soybeans likely fall somewhere in between, and volatility is likely in 2024, according to Robobank. Well, it won't be long until USDA releases the next set of beef cow inventory numbers. Those 2024 numbers will likely be lower than January of 2023. Daryl Peel, a livestock marketing economist with Oklahoma State University, says the herd number will continue lower. I think it will. You know, the indications even coming into 2023 was that we would likely see some additional herd liquidation. As we've gone through the year and monitored heifer slaughter and cow slaughter through the year, I've actually sort of raised my forecast of how much we will drop on January 1. I think we'll see at least a 2% decrease in the beef cow herd going into 2024. In fact, I really wouldn't be surprised if it's more like 2.5%. And that's going to be a very small number. I mean, this year's number was the smallest since the early 60s. This will take it down even a little bit lower than that. He says the numbers are down around lows that the U.S. hasn't seen in decades. 
A long, long time, exactly, since we've had a cow herd this small. And the thing is, we have not been saving any heifers. We didn't bring a very big pool of replacement heifers into this year. I think it's going to be as tight or even tighter going into 2024. So we're starting with a very low base, which means it's going to take a long time to rebuild this thing once we decide to try to rebuild it, and we're not doing that yet. A large number of U.S. beef producers may need to recover financially before they begin to rebuild their herd sizes. A lot of producers are just financially challenged right now. We've been in a lot of drought. We've had high input costs, high feed costs the last couple of years. And so uh, they really need in the short run, the first priority is to kind of heal up a little bit, take advantage of this market before they think about what comes after that. That's Dr. Daryl Peel from Oklahoma State University. While the Congressional and Senate chicken caucuses sent letters to the USDA asking for a 180-day extension to the implementation period for the new Packers and Stockyards Act rule, the rule titled Transparency in Poultry Contracting and Tournaments included a 75-day compliance period when it was published in the Federal Register on November 28th. That put the compliance date for broiler and processing companies on February 12th of 2024. The House letter says, quote, the rule establishes numerous additional disclosure requirements, what provisions must be in contracts, introduces open-ended and novel definitions and terms, requires completely new oversight systems, and injects significant ambiguity regarding compliance, end quote. Now, the lawmakers requested USDA extend the implementation date by no less than 180 days to allow stakeholders and constituents time to thoroughly understand and comply with the rule's many requirements. They say by providing only 75 days to implement the rule, USDA significantly underestimated the time required for implementation. With support from USDA and the American Lamb Board, the U.S. Meat Export Federation held a seminar showcasing U.S. lamb for importers and distributors throughout Mexico. Gary Pfeiffer, Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Superior Farms, shares his thoughts on the seminar. It was a terrific event that the team in Mexico put together. So we're really excited to be able to participate in the event. Uh, the event was held at the El Cielo Winery in the, the wine region of Ensenada, Mexico. So it was just a beautiful setting and had distributors and uh, influencers from throughout Mexico that uh, came in for the event. You know, started off with a, a seminar and a demonstration. Each of the uh, representatives from, from the U.S., uh, we gave a presentation about American lamb and our company and our products, which was really well-received, and we got a lot of good questions. And then from there, we had a you know, terrific lunch and then really spent the afternoon networking with uh, the different uh, distributors throughout Mexico. Pfeiffer was especially impressed with the turnout of buyers representing Mexico's food service sector. Mexico has always been an important export destination for us. But, you know, for us, what was really exciting about it was this really introduced us to a lot more distributors and most importantly, a much better understanding of the uh, food service scene in Mexico. So for us, that's where we see our greatest growth potential after our discussions and, you know, talking about our products and seeing the quality of it and understanding more about uh, what their needs are and what our capabilities are. There's certainly an opportunity for growth throughout Mexico with American lamb. They were very excited to hear that uh, you know, we offered a fresh option because I think they're used to getting primarily frozen meat from overseas. So really being our next door neighbor and the availability of fresh lamb was very exciting to them. One of our taglines is 10,000 miles fresher, and that seemed to really resonate with the group that was there. 
And you can learn more online at usmef.org. And the annual Midwest Crops Conference is scheduled for this month in St. Joseph, Missouri, formerly known as the Certified Crops Advisor Conference. A two-day event targets people looking for continuing education units, including crop advisors, ag industry professionals, and farmers, researchers, and experts in crop production from the University of Missouri, University of Nebraska, Kansas State University, and Iowa State University will present up-to-date information from their areas of expertise as well. The conference is January 16th and 17th. For more information, you can Google Midwest Crops Conference or go to extension.missouri.edu for more. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.